Hey, today in the TMJ Syndrome podcast, we talk about Final Fantasy VIII. It no longer has Bush. And we talk about the massive success of World of Warcraft Classic. I'm Jason. I'm Mitch. I'm Tim. No Bush. So it's, uh, what, September 3rd, Final Fantasy VIII Remake is out. I mean, remaster. I mean, updated visuals. I mean, yeah. Did you buy it? I don't know. I've been I've been trying to decide whether or not I want to buy it. And so far, like I I looked I looked it up because I was I was going to kind of wait until it came out, see what the reviews were, because I already own like the Steam version of it. So do I, Um, which wasn't the same version. Like it was kind of like a uplift. Like a little bit. It was running that IDOS PC port from back in the day, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so this one, this one, I like go to look. I'm like, okay, it released. What's that about? And it has like mostly negative reviews on Steam right now. So yeah. It's getting review bombed. Probably for a yeah. couple of reasons. Uh, it came out before the game even freaking released that apparently Square's, uh, what do they call it? Their ethics department is at it again. What do you mean? They've uh, they've added they've censored some things in the game. Oh, great! Looks like uh, we've got we've got a couple things. One, the Siren GF is uh, you. She had a previously risque pose of basically having like a leaf over her crotch. Sub now that <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I like maybe laugh. It's so juvenile. <laughs> um. So now she they actually made it so like her skirt thing extends all the way across her crotch. So it's like, oh, that's too bad. And then uh, Rinoa's uh, cleavage is smaller. So, you know, there's that. I think I I did notice a lot of people on these Steam on these Steam reviews, like that's one of the things they're pointing out. So everyone's getting on the bandwagon to neg the game because of because of censorship. But it seems like there's some other problems. I mean, they're right. Like one of them, this there's a review that gives it a thumbs up, but definitely does say the cons. And one of the cons is that the updated HD models uh, make the backgrounds look blurry. Not that the backgrounds are blurry, but they're the same black backgrounds from the normal PS1 version. So it just comp- they, they contrast to each other. So it looks fucking weird. Yeah, that's already interesting. Do you think they do you think they kind of rushed through doing the remaster of this? I don't if they did, I don't see why they would have to, because like nobody was like pining for one of these, I don't think. Like it's not Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you think they're trying to hit a deadline with trying to make it coincide with the the new content for Final Fantasy Eight and Final Fantasy fourteen, maybe they have that dungeon and yeah, that could be a possibility. Um, which is strange because a, somebody made a machine learning algorithm uh, on the original Final Fantasy seven, where it it does some googly got magic to make those pre renders backgrounds look way better. And I know FF eight uses the same pre rendered backgrounds and same engine, so 
you know, it's like, couldn't they have contacted this guy and be like, hey, we're going to we're going to license this whatever from you and do this thing. Like, I don't know. Cause you can mod Final Fantasy seven right now to have crisp backgrounds and it uses, it's an algorithm that uses machine learning to do it. So, I mean, that's one complaint out the door. Yeah. It seemed they should have just like called that guy. Yeah. I mean, like, um, yo man. Well, you know what that tells me that a lot of these companies besides like Bethesda, who know that their games sell because of modding. I don't think they're tuned in to monitors at all. I don't think they have any clue what people are making out there. And it's like, not even is that, is that bad? It's bad because you, those are possible future employees that you could hire to do these things. And, you know, like no one's paying attention to it. I don't have any proof of that. I just feel like that's a thing. Yeah, I wonder, because it seems like, I mean, other other than Bethesda, like it doesn't it definitely doesn't seem like it, maybe it's like they don't actually care possibly mod their games like if it's a it's either it's either a willing or just like they're either just ignoring it or they just like no one's looking yeah because you I, I think that same mod works on Final Fantasy 9 believe it or not so I bet you you could use this mod on this FFA remake to fix that blurry background. But then again, you're paying, you're once again paying for a game and fixing it yourself. And that's another thing too, is like based on these reviews, it looks like pretty much everything's the same except for the characters are updated to HD, like the character models and the, and the bosses and stuff and the monsters. But uh, does that merit another purchase? Like why didn't they give steam users just like a $5 upgrade or for free? Like Bethesda did. Yeah. I mean, one thing, one thing that I, that could be worth it is this one actually has full controller support. Like mm. the controller support works better. Yeah. Uh, versus like the PC version, the Steam version before like is kind of shitty. Like it doesn't work very well, especially if you're trying to stream it to a Steam link. Yeah. Problematic. Um yeah it's sort of it's sort of interesting like in terms of like what the censorship they added like this one was it was pretty funny to me because the censorship is the the gf uh siren right yeah and uh i i specifically remember it because this this gf was like there's some point in the game and obvious like it's been a while since i i've played this game i'll admit that before i start talking so that everyone who's like oh my god that's not when you get it um at some point in the game, you get Siren, and Siren is like the strongest GF that I had at the time, so I had to call it. Um, this cutscene has that risque scene where it kind of like zooms in on her, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was when I was a kid, I was I would always be like, "Come on, like go past this scene," because if my mom saw that, like I was not going to be able to play Final Fantasy anymore. So it was like I was like. I was like gambling every time I called this thing. I think I even went to the point where isn't there a isn't there a way in the game where you can turn off the cutscenes for the GFs? Yeah, you can skip them. Yeah, like I, I think mean, I, I turn that on by default because they, they take too fucking long. Yeah, but I think like because I always like to see them over and over again because I'm because I'm like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think. When I had that one in my party, I think I finally was just like, I can't, I can't risk this. And I turned it off. 
Really? So I, I didn't, I had a complete opposite. My mom was a very sex positive, I guess you call her sex positive feminist, was very open about nudity. I mean, I even, she even let me do a nude uh, drawing class when I was 12. Like, so I saw dick balls and vagina and boobs, you know, by age 12, even before that from my, I used to watch rated R movies. So like that stuff doesn't matter to me. Like this was just so funny. Cause I, I think, I think I've said this for the podcast, like the Japanese culture does not, you know, they're very open about nudity, just like Germany is, but they, you know, they're, but they're kind of more anti-violence. So like to them over there, that's not a big deal. Unless it's porn yeah. and you got to censor it. <laughs> yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, apparently they've got, they've got their ethics department now that tries to make sure that things fit with the Western sensibilities or whatever. Yeah. And where does that come from? I wonder. Like what? Where does where's the consensus on Western sensibilities? That's what always pissed me off about that. You know, aren't we as the younger generation supposed to be more like open to that stuff? I don't know. I guess not. I thought so. So, I don't know. Like if they had a, a summon, you know, if Kefka from Final Fantasy VI wasn't wearing a loincloth and I saw Doctor Manhattan, you know, cock, I wouldn't care. You know. Actually, I would Penis. think that would make. I actually think that would make that more menacing. If you ever played Final Fantasy VI and you get to the end and you face Kefka in a dancing mad theme, he wasn't wearing that loincloth. It was just him in all his glory. I think that'd be kind of fucking cool, actually. That's just me, though. He's just like, like, ha ha ha! I will rule the world. Here's my fucking penis. Well, not just penis. not even just the penis. Look thing. at it, it. It's like to me, it's like if you look at it, almost like a biblical thing, like when mankind. Ate the, their man ate the, from the tree of, of of life or knowledge or whatever, and they saw that they are naked. To me, it's the opposite because Kefka is going towards godhood. He comes down, he's naked. He no longer cares about that because he's become a god. I look at that kind of shit. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like it isn't just like fan service. It's like here's this metaphorical thing that's happening here. This guy is literally above humanity right now, and he's just you know, I don't know. See, the problem is if they did that. Like, instead of people talking about the metaphors, all they'd be talking about is the penis. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you guys are Game of Thrones watchers. Is that all people talked about was dick? I mean, a lot of times, yeah. Yeah. They're like, there was a penis in that episode. Yeah. I always but, point it out when I'm watching. I'm just like, penis. Penis. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. That, that stuff always gets my nerves. But honestly, it's a minor edit. It's not going to ruin my experience of the fucking game. I don't really condone it, though. Like, I don't think it's a maybe with game development going forward. But if you're going to bring something back from the past, like like it's fucking George Lucas taking out the guns for walkie talkies and or Steven Spielberg and E.T., you know, like why? Yeah, I hate it when that happens. I I will say, you know, in that vein, at least the change in artwork looks good. Yeah, because I will say. Like, if you think about it, so if I'm trying to get into the head of somebody who's like remaking this game. So if they're taught, if I'm talking about like, OK, we had this thing, it was, you know, super low res and it was kind of a kind of a risque image for Western for a Western release. Well, if we're remastering this, are we going to spend the effort making that entire image look that much better and then definitely get on the news about it being like risky or somehow like exploitive or something like that. You know what like, though? 
who cares? Because back in the day, Square was like a pioneer of that. When Xenogears came out and it had all its religious themes in it, the news was fucking talking about it then and they didn't give a shit. Like, yeah, but I think they give a shit now. Yeah, apparently. Do they, though? Because I don't really hear anybody on the news talking about uh, Grand Theft Auto V. Not anymore, yeah. I mean, I can, you know, you're, it's a good point, because the last time I can think about the news having a connection fit, I think, I mean, social media will have a connection fit over a video game, but, like, the news? The last thing I can remember is, like, Mass Effect 1, because it had side boob. I mean, the only thing that I can think of for why they would want to go through and and censor it is um, because when the game came out, it was a a teen rating, right, on the ESRB score. Mm -hmm. And now that we have the Peggy, they probably wanted to keep it in that uh, it's, it's rated for 16. I could see them censoring it to keep a rating. Peggy's overseas in Europe, isn't it? Where's the ESRB over here? Are we? I don't know. Yes, we are. Well, either hey, way, yeah. E- either either way, I can see the the rating scale change, right? Because of all the years and and all whatever, and so I can see it if they were to keep it and remaster it as it was. That um, maybe that could have caused the rating to go up, and they didn't want the rating to go up, and mm. so because of that, they yeah, censored it point. to keep the keep the teen rating. I mean, that's actually not a bad point. No more vag. Right. None. But that aside, it doesn't look like it's a port worthy of 20 bucks, probably. So I'll probably pick this up, but probably when it's on sale. I actually I actually wonder if some of the things that are that people are talking about might be fixed in some patches and then it'll go on sale and it might be worth it. Yeah. That's probably uh cuz like good. the frame rate the frame rate thing you're well, not going to fix that I don't think. Can you on that old on that old PS4 stuff? Not in the cutscene. I know in the FMVs you're not going to be able to. Right, they're just going to be fixed at. Yeah. 15 frame 15 frames a second. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, like so like honestly for that i think people need to get over the actual frame rate like if you turned your frame rate counter off would you have even noticed yeah like or would it have looked like an updated version of what you remember you know what i mean yeah because it was 15 frames per second on the original one right for the cutscenes, yeah and yeah. Then the, and the game is 30 30 frames per second so i mean that's pretty normal for back then not in the Super Nintendo days, though. Super Nintendo days, everything was 60 FPS, but not when the PS1 and, and the N64 came along because things got harder to render. But, I mean, it's cool that they did the effort. I'm not mad about it. Uh, apparently, this game was so hard to remaster because for a long time, they didn't have the originals. And apparently, and I could be paraphrasing this, pretty badly but apparently some old employee somewhere just happened to have it on a hard drive and they were able to update it yeah that's crazy like oh uh i uh i kind of nicked this when i got fired a long time ago 
I guess uh I guess hey, you want it back now, huh? Hey, How about hey, you pay me? <laughs> yeah. So you know, isn't it funny though? Isn't that what wasn't that what uh, WoW's excuse for a while is that they had they didn't have access to that data anymore to do a, a classic any like build before they did it before they even like caved in? I remember hearing that, yeah, yeah. That they were missing a lot of the original stuff. I don't know what ever came of that. Isn't it crazy though? You think about it compared to our new um, tech world where everything's archived and backed up over and over and over again. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to think about. Um, but I mean, even in like today's world with, you know, GitHub and virgin control and everything like that, you could still lose content depending on if you're like moving stuff around over the years and whatnot. A lot less likely, though. Yeah. Like it's, it's like that kind of stuff happens when, you know, the company, des- the company decides like, eh, we don't care about that anymore. And right. so like, like, oh, just protecting it. it. Yeah. Which or is like why they... <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, or, I was say, or, if you're, or if you're George Lucas, you just destroy the original so no one can ever have it. Is that what he did? That's what he said about A New Hope. He said the original... Like, because people are like, oh my god, you should re-release the original on Blu-rays. Like, it's not possible because the original master was unrecoverable. Huh. You think he did it as a madman? Like, fuck this. I hate this series. I mean, is honestly, that why they were always different? Yeah. Because like they, they released the original trilogy in, you know, their enhanced editions or whatever on VHS and DVD. And there was always slight differences between them. Is that why? Well, yeah, because they went through and he did like his whole remaster with adding the extra scenes and all that. But they. Yeah, they didn't. I. At least for A New Hope, they, I don't think they have the actual original anymore. It's kind of sad. Or like, you know, some asshole from Industrial Light and Magic who was like a disgruntled employee is like, <laughs> Disney's in charge now. Time to, time to cash in. And like, I'll sell it to you for a billion dollars. And then they send their Disney goons and kill him. Well, that something similar happened at the UMG Universal Music Group. Uh, apparently, there was a fire in like 2009 that had upteen amount of masters of music from popular musicians like Alanis Morissette and fucking Nirvana and all kinds of people, and they're lost forever. And it didn't it wasn't revealed that they were lost to like 2018. And so oh these artists are now selling or suing UMG for that because technically they don't. They can't really prove their ownership over it anymore without the masters. They just have the digital copies. Oh, that's horrible, dude. Yeah. A lot of it too was like unreleased stuff that never got released ever. And they'll never will be released now. It's crazy. People people be doing people stuff. You said because there was a fire? That's what happened though. There was a fire oh, in wow. 2008. And they lost a bunch of masters to the fire, but they didn't report it till 2018 until people started asking about it, basically. And they were forced. Wow. To. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty so, terrible. Yeah. So do you think with so you do you think do you think with WoW Classic, do you think that's actually true? Like they lost a lot of shit, but then they they've just like kind of like remade it. 
Well, from what I understood, and Mitch can maybe back me up on this, is that they did lose a bunch of data, but that's why they brought in the Nostarius crew, like some of them, because they had recreated the game from basically from memory. Because basically, like, when you start a private server, like, you can't just throw the game on there and it'll work. You have to re-script the quest. You have to do all kinds of work on it. It's not easy. What do you think, Mitch? Yeah, I, I think that's kind of... Exactly. And I think it, it just kind of, you know, as the expansions came out and everything like that, they never really saved the original code, all of it. So that's why the remake of, you know, Classic was such a big thing. And that's why they brought back so many people, like you were saying, because they needed to. They needed to kind of go through and and say, OK, what how is this all supposed to be and whatnot? And that's why there's so many bugs that they found um that are in classic that weren't bugs in in vanilla which is kind of an interesting thing to have when you talk about like a remake yeah speaking of that i didn't i haven't played it how the how the launch go uh glorious and frustrating so it's been a week um and there are still on the on the server that I play on, White Main, there is still a four hour queue starting in the middle of the day all the way up till by the time I go to bed. So unless I log myself in early, because I know I I'm planning on play playing, I'm I I won't get in. Um so that's kind of sucks, but at the same time, that also means that there's always people on. So that and that's awesome. And then the uh, the race to world first ended. Uh, the first person to become level sixty happened in three days and seven hours of uh, slash played. So actual play time, seventy nine hours of play time. It was within four days of launch. He at level six uh, sixty, and it was kind of funny because he. Uh, his name is Joker. He was streaming it. He had like 300,000, 350,000 people watching him on Twitch when he dinged. Uh, and then he proceeded to go and try to delete his character and everyone kept sending him mail so he couldn't do it. Huh. Yeah. Uh, and then a day or two later, um, a guild from EU, uh, Apes, who were big in the uh, the vanilla private server realm, uh finished did world first uh Ragnaros and world for first Onyxia within a few hours of each other. Wow, uh, that quickly. Yep. And it's it's uh really interesting because not everyone was 60. In fact, most people were not 60 there just had a few 60s they had one guy that was i think it was just one guy that had uh any kind of tanking gear most people didn't have mats or anything or like flasks or whatever they just had their greens and they went in they they know the fights because they've been doing it on private servers for years uh but it just shows like how much better the player is today than they were 15 years ago. I was going to say, is the player better or did they not tune it correctly? Uh, I think the, I think it's tuned from okay. what I understand. It's just, 
people are better players. And I think uh, if I remember correctly, like a lot of private servers overtuned their bosses to make them harder. Mm. So they were, you know, they were probably used to actually fighting harder version of Ragnaros than they did in classic. So what's your prediction? You think it's going to keep going or fall off? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say, man. Like as of right now, they, they spun up a, a, a shit ton more servers. There's like three times as many servers that are active right now than there were when the game launched. And they're mostly full. Um, I think a lot of people are having fun right now leveling and and getting to 60, right? Like it's only the few hardcore spammers that wanted to go through and, and get to 60 as quickly as possible. Right. I think the majority of the community is just enjoying their time going through the game and like and just enjoying it. And it like it it's easy, but it's hard at the same time, like challenging a little bit and just a lot of fun and rewarding. Um, so I don't know. It'll be interesting. It, I think it really depends on how quickly, uh, Blizzard comes out with their phases because they have like six phases planned for the, for classic, um, with content coming out throughout that takes us all the way up to Nax. And, uh, if they dilly daddle and don't release content quick enough, I can see the population like dropping off. Um, but I don't know. It'll time will tell. That's that's the ultimate question right now. How do you think it's going to influence their systems on retail going forward? That's big question number two, and I I really hope that uh, I really hope that it influences it in a good way. From what I've been reading on the forums and Reddit and everything, um, a lot of people are enjoying the. The class design itself is very simple, right? Uh, you you don't have a complicated rotation or anything, but there's something there's something about leveling up and getting a talent point every level, and having to go back and and talk to your trainer to remember to you know to learn your spells or going a few levels and then being like, oh shit, I have a bunch of new spells I need to learn and managing your money and managing your time. And, and I think um, the time part of it a lot has to do with the amount of people that are playing right now. Right. Cause it's not like you can just log in and play. You have to, anytime you're logged in, you, if you sat through a four hour queue, you know, it's, it's precious time that you have allotted to actually go through and play the game. So I think that actually adds a little bit to it because it's not like you can just get in whenever you want and play it unless you go to a, a low population server. So all those all those things are are adding to what is making it fun. I personally would love to see some of those systems go into retail. Um, you know, bring back the a, a more complicated talent tree, better progression and stuff. Something that just feels better. Like this feels good. It's simple, but it feels rewarding. Yeah, I actually kind of think it was a mistake to like double down on each spec being its own class almost. I kind of think that was a huge mistake. Mm -hmm. I agree. And then it, it it like takes away from you as a as a developing character in the world, right? Yeah. But like you could always like I'll use shaman because I played shaman and paladin the most in like vanilla and BC, but like in 
yeah, you if you were enhancement, you were obviously either two-handing or dual-wielding, but I could still cast the same totems. I could still cast heal. I still had all those abilities. You know, I could still use lightning bolt as a ranged puller. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then over time, they just keep doubling down on that, and then everything became so drastically different. Yeah. Yeah, it... I, they definitely made too much of a change and uh, they need to undo it. It's kind of interesting though um, because when you look at what people were saying before Classic came out uh, and how they were talking about like class specs and everything like that and the consensus was like, oh, if you were playing in vanilla, if you were a rep pally, you were basically worthless, right? Yeah. Like no one wanted a rep pally. But if we've seen anything in the first week of this game being out, you have a bunch of level 50s with a few level 60s going in and killing the end boss of the raid. And it's like, okay, well, maybe we've become better as players to where that class limitations that we that we construed on people aren't necessarily there anymore, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I saw a post on Reddit the other day where... uh it was three warlocks and a priest and a, I don't know, a hunter or a shaman or something uh, that went into a dungeon. Oh, no, it was a shaman. Yeah, it was a shaman because it was a shaman for the tank, a priest for the healer, and then three warlocks with their void pets as off tanks. And they cleared the dungeon, uh, the three of them. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if if people would go back to the old like if you're if you're a pally or a shaman, you have to heal or druid for that matter, because like bear tanks weren't that great, uh, if I remember correctly. And wow, vanilla neither were paladin tanks because they didn't have a taunt. Yep. Um, so it's just playing out as warriors as far as far as tanks went through. Um, but there was more of an emphasis on the core classes. I remember there, so like. You know, if everybody wanted a rogue, everybody wanted a, a mage, a priest, and a warrior. And the other ones are kind of like these strange hybrids that nobody, you know, uh, I wonder, does shaman still, uh, enhancement shaman still dominate in PvP, getting them whirlwind procs? Uh, you know, I haven't done any PvP yet. Uh, I'm only level, I have two characters. Um, one is level 15, one is level 19. Yeah. So I guess I could go into uh into a battleground right now on my um with my hunter, who's the nineteen. That actually could be fun. What do you but think I of the PvP yet? What do you think of the slower progression? Do you think that's better that they need to go back to that, you think? You know, I was I was a little nervous about it, um only because I was uh prior to this coming out I was leveling up a mage on one of the allied classes that had come out. And leveling up is just so tedious in retail like it, it doesn't feel good it's a very very long process um and i just and i it's i find it boring and i didn't like it and so i was kind of nervous because i know leveling is going to take a long time in cla uh, classic but i haven't felt bored or uh like not wanting to level at all yet yeah and i, ha I think i have like 25 hours played so far so not, you know, a 
terribly low amount of time for the first week. Why do you think that is? Like, what's the what's the biggest thing that's making that's making leveling not a pain? I, it's the it's the rewards that you get for leveling, right? Like, so every level, once you hit level ten, every level that you get, you gain a new talent. So for every level, I'm always looking forward to my new talent. Um, and uh, and abilities too, right? And then yeah, as every like couple levels, you'll get new abilities, and and some of those abilities are just like rank two or rank three of an ability that you already have, but those help a lot because they make your abilities do more damage or heal more or whatever. Um, and so when you're you're going through, and you know the drop rates for some things kind of suck, and so you might be sitting there. I think I was uh, last night. I was killing crocodiles for their meat and i want to say i needed five five pieces of crocodile meat i wanted i killed maybe 30 crocodiles for it it was annoying to have to kill that many really strange that a lot of crocodiles don't have many meat on them they're like they're starving i guess they're not getting enough food to eat but i don't know like the entire time i was i didn't I was enjoying my going through and playing. I know that I can't just round up a bunch of crocodiles at once and AOE them all down and then, okay, you know, wait for the next group to spawn and then round them all up and, and mash them all down, which is what I would do in retail. And this one, I have to choose my battles, right? I have to, I can only take on one or two at a time. If I get a third or if I like run into another pack while I'm fighting these these other ones, then I'm dead and I have to run away and I'm like shit. And so it like that part of it makes it more you have to pay attention a lot more to what you're doing. Um and like figure out how you want to pull different packs of mobs. If there's, you know, three or four people in a group and you need to kill them, like you can't just pull one. If you pull one, it's gonna pull all of them. So you kinda have to like figure out okay, like how can I pull these ones and then get that guy and then try to not die. And so it's a lot more, it, it takes a lot more, uh, attention, which I like. I wonder if like, if they want to say they, cause the next expansion's probably pretty much ready to go. I wonder if they even have enough time to make any kind of pivots to change things towards like a more wild classic model if that's what people are desiring. I don't know. Like they so there's already already the talk of like a level squish, right? And there were some 4chan leaks that were saying that the next expansion is going to be a level squish where it levels you down to 60 and then the expansion takes you back up to 70. But I don't know say that is what happens. I wonder what other changes that would come with. I I would think that they can't do if they if their end goal is to get back to more of a classic like and BC like experience. I don't see them doing it in one expansion. I think it's going to take a couple. See, I don't I don't yeah, it's weird. Like if they did the level squish squish, like why not just leave people at 60 and just have the artifact power grind be the new levels? Like you're just ensuring that you're going to have to do another level swish again later. Yeah. I, you know, one of the things that I find um, really annoying with World of Warcraft is that every single expansion seems to come out with a brand new system mm-hmm. that 
completely changes and overwrites the previous one. Yeah. And I I almost feel like because they're doing that, they're ruining themselves. Right. I don't and I don't know if they're if they want to do that because they want to make a new system so it's like fresh and new and clean. But I don't know, man. Like if, if a system works, you should just keep the system and then find other ways to make it enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. I would I was listening to um Belluar the other day. I don't remember what video, but he was talking about uh game developers and, and how they're releasing games. And he'd said something that, that made me think a little bit. Um, and, and it kind of brings me back to what we were talking about earlier with final fantasy eight remastered and the final fantasy seven remake and everything. And it, and it seems like a lot of companies right now are struggling. Um, maybe they're not struggling, but maybe they're just scared to release a new IP and a new game. And and they know that if they release something that they already that they have already released in the past that did well, it's basically guaranteed money, right? Right. Like, Same with the movie industry. Yeah, I'm going to re-release the thing that I've already that well, we know did well in the past. We'll remake it again. We'll you know update the graphics and maybe change a little bit here or there. And and it's it's just printing money, and it and it kind of sucks because there isn't really a whole lot. Like as much as I really like playing classic, Blizzard did the same thing. They took a thing that everyone was saying that they wanted, that they know they did really, really well, and people are eating it up. And granted for them, you know, the things that they have been releasing haven't been doing very well this year. So there's that. But it it's kind of frustrating that they're these companies don't I don't know. Can't can't make a good game anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I agree with you. I, I just don't. It's been, that's my that's been my eternal frustration with all things media. Actually, is the lack of ability to want to make something new, and it's all because they want to you know save the bottom line or whatever. But that's why on the video game side we have the indie space, which are doing some cool stuff. So, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of indie games that are making headlines, man, and worth checking out. And yeah, a bunch that I need to check out. Yep. Or you know, not even just like remakes; it's sequels to established IPs too. But then they always have the tacked-on stupid fucking microtransactions. So, right. Well, and so that uh, there was that that big issue that happened uh, a couple weeks back with uh, Respawn and and um, Apex Legends, right? Mm -hmm. With uh, with their microtransactions and the skins and the battle pass or whatever and everything like that, and um, it makes me really nervous for the uh, Star Wars game that's coming out later. Huh. Because if they're willing to go through and put a bunch of microtransactions in this game, the way that they did it there, like what's going to stop them from doing it to that game? Right. It's true. I mean, I I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what happens going forward because I'd love to see the industry get their head out of their ass a little bit. 
Like I would love to see like a bunch of old people, uh, old game devs from like the good old days, right? Come back and like make a new game, a new IP within a different company and just have it demolish all these other games. And just because it goes back to like good core values of, yeah, we're going to make a game and we're going to, we want to make the game for the game, not make a game to make money. Well, you know what? That happened already with Path of Exile. Path of Exile pretty much murdered Diablo 3. And yeah. is still murdering Diablo 3. Yep. And that has a handful of those old Blizzard North devs on that team. That's true. And I, from what I hear, I think they're holding off on a patch uh, announcement too. Uh, like a, the next big one. Because they want to see what they're going to announce at BlizzCon, huh? Yep. It's been a long time since I've kept up on Path of Exile news, so I don't know if they've announced anything big. I know that they did some kind of like tower defense thing recently, but uh, I haven't checked that out yet. But that game's a lot of fun. I don't have you played it at all? Oh yeah, I've played it on and off over the years. I I get sucked into the complexity of the builds. I love that kind of shit, and it looks like the FF. Uh, it it literally is the Final Fantasy X Sphere Grid, which is hilarious. Oh, um, that's funny. I didn't realize yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Um, Tim, if he played it, he'd recognize it immediately. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, but it's it's even way more complex than Final Fantasy X's Sphere Grid because you can go in multiple directions. And the builds are... So that's what get, gets me into those games. That's why I like Dark Souls so much. I like, I like games that allow me to make crazy fucking strange builds, even if they suck. You know? And then people share their builds online and stuff like that. So yeah, Path of Exile's got that shit going for it like crazy. Yeah, man, something that allows you to kind of experiment and, okay, if it sucks, it sucks, and then you start over, try again. Well, Diablo 2 used to have that, too. You used to be able to do some crazy-ass builds, and it, yep. it, it kept the game fresh. Yep. And then 3 came out and removed all the abilities to bump stats, so it's, it became, oh, you want to do a build? No problem. You just pick and match your, your abilities, and then you just got to find the equipment. And I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs> Too much streamlining is a bad thing. Too much. Too much streamlining. Even even casual audiences pick up on that shit, I think. What I always don't like is when stuff is so streamlined that it's just like before you've even... If, if I sit down to a game that's like a week old and before I even have started playing the game, someone's like, oh yeah, you got to do this build and here's a build online that you got to do. I'm just like, wow, what a turn off. You know, it means yeah, the game doesn't it's like it's like I don't I don't I don't like that. I definitely want to be able just be like, you know what? Like, what if I do this? What if I do this weird shit? Well, it depends on the game. I usually just do the weird shit. I ignore the meta builds. But if it's like a competitive game, then the meta builds will always win. But like a game like Path of Exile, you're it's pretty much a single player nuke and monsters. You can do whatever the fuck you want. At that point, those are just yeah. min maxers being min maxers. Right, for sure. So I don't know. I guess it just depends on the type of game for sure. Like World of Warcraft had that for years, still does. Like you go to Icy Veins and it has all the best talents that you need to have. And you, and you can't even play around the other ones because they suck dick. Right, Mitch? Yep. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a lot of it where it's just like, I I remember back in the BC days, like there were definitely a bunch of builds that I would play with my mage, right? But I would also go around and 
and uh, experiment with other ones just to see like, oh, I, I really like how I really like what this talent does. And they say not to use it because, you know, the min maxers have gone through and done the calculations and it doesn't provide you as much of a DPS boost as this other talent over here or whatever. But like the flavor of it is there. And and I wasn't ever really into hardcore ratings, so I didn't care. So I just did my own thing and had fun. Yeah, I agree. Min maxers will always be a problem, but I just tend to ignore them. It's it's the same people who 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 are in competitive fighting gaming who swear by tier lists. But then one of the coolest things about watching a fighting game tournament is somebody comes in on a character who's supposed to be garbage and wrecks everybody. Because in a fighting game, for example, you have to be used to fighting people or fighting different characters. And even if someone comes in with a low tier character, a low tier character, you aren't used to fighting that move set and they just get murdered. It's great. Awesome. Fuck them. All right. Well, what do you think? What do you think, Jason? Are you still going to buy FF8? Remaster? Yeah, I, I, I will on a sale. I I already own the other one. I don't, I'm not really pining to play it right now. Um, I'll get it just to get it, but I'm not going to pay 20 bucks for it. I'll pay 10. It's worth 50% discount? Yeah. All right. How long do you think it'll be until it's on a 50% discount? Depends because like uh, the Chrono Trigger port, I remember that was a really bad port. Didn't sell at all because of it. It sold in very little and then they made some fixes. And as soon as they made some fixes, it was slash 50% off. Yeah, I have a feeling so, that's probably what's going to happen with this one. Yeah. And then I'll pick it up. Yeah. Uh, they'll probably still do pretty well on the consoles because I don't think the consoles have Steam's review system, which is, I don't know. I, I like the review system. I know that a lot of developers hate it, but like as a consumer, I I want it. I want that there. So and that's one reason why I don't like the Epic stores. They don't have them yet. They might eventually. I don't know. Maybe they have them now. I don't know. I'm going to give them a benefit of the doubt. They might have reviews. I don't know. I don't use the platform. So... But uh, yeah, I'll get it eventually. What about you? Are you gonna buy it? Yeah, I mean, I'll probably buy it on discount too, because I already, I already do own the the old Steam version, so it would probably be about the same thing. Yeah. Are you Are you gonna buy it, Mitch? Are you gonna buy it? Uh, no, no. You're gonna keep playing World of Warcraft Classic, though. How long is it gonna be till you're at sixty? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, a while since he's got two characters. Yeah. Well, I got so I got one character that I'm playing by myself, and one character that I play with my wife. So, and I only, I mean, like the first twenty levels are are like the easy ones. <laughs> it's only going to get harder from here. So it'll, it'll be a while. Uh, and then you'll rule the world. Every, you can stay tuned though for the the race to world first for people with the name Mitch. So far, I'm in the lead. So far, he's yep. doing pretty good. <laughs> I'm gonna find somebody who gets to first and has the name Mitch, and just like, ha, you suck. Uh, damn it. Only, I mean, that's fine. You can, but they just have to submit their application to be part of the race to world first for people with the name Mitch. Uh, you know, so. Oh, it's closed application process. Yeah. And it's it's already started. Well, so. you know, we I mean, we we're accepting new applications, but we just want to make sure we get the applications so we can, you know, equally track and 
and monitor and and promote and everything. So watch the guy who actually broke word first is already named Mitch. <laughs> right. That would be <laughs> so funny. <laughs> That's so great. Okay. Cool. Uh yes. Leave us reviews and likes and subscribes and bell buttons and all those things. Uh, and like a review on on everything. Just review everything. Yeah, everywhere. I, iTunes, Stitchers, Google Play, Podbean, Spotify. Fuck Podbean. Uh, <laughs> iHeartRadio. Uh, iHeartRadio. We're on iHeartRadio. Uh, I think if you just I think we're we're getting there so that if you just put TNJ syndrome with the correct with our spelling, like it's actually showing us just in a Google search. Which is oh cool. yeah, our SEO is a lot better now, and we're yeah. uh, we've been doing really well on the website, so we appreciate that. Uh, all you listeners out there, um, yes, give us a review though; it'd be great. So until next time, bye bye bye.